God bless you. We are so honored to have you join us today at Kingdom Concepts. And man, we're going to have a good time. Amen. We're talking about longevity in leadership. You know, it's so important that when you receive the call of God and the plan of God for your life, and I may, no, maybe some people don't like this word, but I think that you should become obsessed with wanting to finish the course that God has your life on and the ministry that he wants you to accomplish while you're on that course. And uh, as I was praying about this and what we were going to be speaking in this um, episode, I was uh, just impressed to go over to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 20, verse 24. And we'd love for you to join us. It says right here, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish the course with joy. That's important. Yes. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. And then in John 4, 34, Jesus Christ himself said this, Jesus saith unto them, my meat, or my, the thing that satisfies me, mm -hmm. he says, is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. I think sometimes what people don't understand is that your life is on a course and there's a job to do while you're there. Yeah. There's a ministry that God wants to accomplish while you're on the course that he has for your life. They are two separate things, as is mentioned here. And I think, you know, the course is for us to make it from where we're at all the way to heaven. Yeah. You know, it's us completing, you know, this life's assignment on the earth, but not everybody completes the assignment. They put in the time, but they don't always complete the assignment. You know, yesterday I had uh, one of our daughters was sharing with me a story that she had heard from John Bevere. And basically in this story, he talked about, you know, some remote tribe that, you know, if you were to give them a Range Rover and you tell them, hey, you can use this, you know, and instead of them walking three miles a day to go get water and, you know, and doing that every day, give them this Range Rover to where they can go and, and get the water. And basically you give them this Range Rover and you come back a year later, he says, and there's weeds and there's grass grown around the tires. And he says, and all that they've been doing is sitting in it and using the air conditioning and the radio. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, it's like they didn't they didn't take it where it was supposed to go. He goes, because you never told them. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have Christians sometimes that, you know, unless they tuck up under a good leader, their time's going to go by and they might do some little things, but they're not going to accomplish the thing mm -hmm. that God called them to do the ministry that he's entrusted to them yeah and you know i honestly i count it an honor to know that god set me here at this earth at this time not only did he set me here at this time he knew when i was going to be born he yeah. knew everything and he put me here at this time with a plan and a purpose not not so that i could do my plan and my purpose uh for a little bit you know for the first five years that i got saved for yeah. the first six years that i got saved for the first seven years i got saved he put me here with a plan and a purpose so that for the, all the days of my life, I would serve him. You know, it took me a while, but for all the days of my life that I would have longevity in what he has called me to do. What he calls you to do, he will call, he will, he will, uh, he'll equip you to do it, you yeah. know. And, I, you know, the word obsess, it says this, it says to excess, excessively preoccupy the mind. Mm. You know, when we are excessively preoccupied, preoccupied with serving God, the time that we're doing it, the longevity, you, you wake up and you're 120 and you've been serving God all your life and it hasn't been a chore. It's been joy, like you said, 
it's been uh, easy because that's what he wants for us. Uh, it's It's been a joy is what I could say, you know, and because we're obsessed. I like that word, actually. You know, I don't know why people would be, why would you want to be obsessed with something bad? It's okay to be obsessed with, you know, this makeup or obsessed with this show or obsessed with that new movie or whatever it is. Let's be obsessed with the things of God. Amen. And I believe that if we're obsessed with them and that's in front of us constantly, longevity will be easy for us. We won't get tired. Yeah. We won't get weary and well-doing. We won't, uh, you know what? I've served enough. I've done enough. Or you know what? I've been in children's ministry for 10 years. Well, you know what? Maybe you were awesome in children's ministry for 10 years. You had a great attitude. Keep going, you know, yeah. um, or youth ministry, whatever it may be. I did youth children's ministry for 10 years. And you know what? I loved it. It was great, you know? Yeah. And, and, the, and having a right attitude. Yes, yes. That is so important. There's a reason why, you know, they said here, you know, to finish my course with joy. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible tells us, what you look at all the things that Jesus Christ went through while he was on this earth and his, his earthly ministry. The Bible tells us that for the joy that mm -hmm. he set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. You know, I think what people don't realize is that Jesus wasn't looking at the crucifixion. His eyes were on the resurrection. Yes. His joy was yes. knowing what was at the end of him completing the ministry that one son would open a door for there to be many sons, you and I and, and others, you know. And I think when it comes to longevity and ministry, that obsession will drive you to where you eat, think, drink, and sleep, you know, your purpose, to where you don't take vacations from it, you don't become absent-minded from it, but that your desire is to please the one that called you. Mm -hmm. And when you start going strong and long in ministry, that's what produces legacy. Mm -hmm. It's you building something, amen, that will be there long after you're mm -hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. You think about how many preachers that have great preachers that you see on television. Some of them, you know, like Dr. Lester Summerall and, you know, there's others that you see on television that they've been dead for years. They, they've finished their course and, man, they went to heaven already. But their ministries, their books are still going yes, around the world. Their right. videos are still being taught. Yes. They still have partners because what they did made a lasting impression. It had longevity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what every one of us need to do. But you can't have longevity if you're just doing things alone. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's important that, you know, you want to do something and do it in a way with joy because people want to be a part of something that makes them happy, mm -hmm. that brings joy. And I think that if uh, we're being jerks, uh, we're not going to go long because nobody's going to want to go with us. Yeah. Yeah. I Very important. You know, uh, I, I really think that, you know, when you're wanting to go somewhere and you like, you know, with longevity, staying the course long, you know, it doesn't matter if you're you have good skills. It doesn't matter if you have good ideas. It doesn't matter if you have good uh, intentions. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're not a nice person. If you're not a nice person, if you're not seeing uh, in everything that you say, everything that you do, having joy in it and being a nice person. Because I know there's a lot of people that can, uh, they can out preach me or out, uh, you know, rate, you know, out whatever me, you know, they, they can do things better than me, but they're not nice people. And you know what? Nobody wants to follow that. Nobody wants to be around that. Yeah, I've seen people 
I mean, you think about when we were, as we've grown in ministry, before we even became pastors, you know, I remember being an associate and, you know, a number two man, and um, I can't tell you how many times I had people, when I asked them if they would assist in a, an outreach or in a ministry that we offered the church, there were times when people would ask me, who's going to be, who's going to be heading it up? Mm -hmm. And if there was a leader that didn't have a good attitude, man, they'd be like, I'm sorry, I won't work with that person. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was so disappointing to me to think, man, you know, what is this person doing that's causing others mm -hmm. not want to work with them? Mm -hmm. You know, and I know sometimes some people don't want to be a part of something that's good, period, doesn't matter how yeah, good you are. Yeah. But we don't want to give people a reason, mm -hmm. you know, to, to step away, amen? And I think that a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, people need to see us having heart and mm -hmm. having integrity and a passion, you know, for what we're doing. because. Your passion will get people excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think about, you know, before you, before you ever went to Disneyland, mm -hmm. the first time you heard about it, you know, it was probably somebody that had come back from visiting Disneyland, and they shared with you all the wonderful things that they experienced while they were at Disneyland, and it got you excited to where, man, you just knew, I have to go to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. You'd never been there, but you were excited about it. And I think that when we have integrity and when we have passion, we can get people excited about the things of God and and they'll not only want to jump uh, into that work with you, man, they'll be willing to go the long haul, you know, mm -hmm. all the way, some of them, you know, to see that thing completed because they love the, the heart and the character that you possess. Because mm -hmm. God doesn't want you working alone. Yeah. But God will definitely surround you with people if you're a good leader. Man, they, they will run with you and go the distance with you and, and accomplish something wonderful. You know, and I think that a lot of times uh, people stop in the midst of their journey, you know, from... Uh, having leader a uh, long longevity in their leadership, they stop because they they see what they're doing as small. They see yeah. where they're at as small, you know. And I love that scripture that says, "Do not despise the day of, of uh, small beginnings." You know, I might be quoting it wrong, but don't despise that. You know, there's there's uh, a, a, you may be doing something small, but if you keep going with it, it, it could be greater. I remember one time uh, we had this one young man and. He wanted to uh, be a pastor. He wanted to be a pastor. He wanted to be a leader in leadership. And uh, we asked him if he would mind helping in the youth department. And he went back to the youth department to help. And uh, they put him to do different tasks. And I remember he went to the youth pastor and he said, oh, no. He said, uh, I I'm here to preach. That's what I want to do. And they said, well, that's great. You know, let let's start doing this. And he just couldn't see himself, uh, you know, helping make the nachos and he couldn't see himself helping set up the chairs. No, he wanted to stand back there and preach. And because we didn't say, Oh, okay, go ahead. He left. And that guy, that was 10 years ago. And guess what? He's not doing anything right now. Mm. And yet you think if you would have just did the chairs, yeah. made the nachos, bought the pizza, where could you be right now in ministry? You know, well, the Bible says that, you know, if you're faithful with little things, God will put you over greater things. Yes, that's the scripture. You, know, you think Absolutely. about like like uh, King David when he was just a teenager. You know, he took care of a few sheep. Mm -hmm. You know, when when he came to his brothers to drop off, you know, the lunch that his father sent him with. You know, they they asked him. They said, "Who did you leave those few sheep with?" Mm -hmm. He was faithful to those few sheep. Yes. Even though they were a few, they were important to him. Mm -hmm. And. He was willing to risk his life to fight a bear and to fight a lion to protect those few sheep. And because he had that heart to, to serve and to protect, God made him a king 
over the nation of Israel. He became a shepherd to a, a nation that was a flock. And I think that faithfulness has everything to do with longevity. Because if, if, if you're counted faithful, God will always cause people to want to be around you. And when you're faithful to the task, to the course, to the ministry God gives you, people tend to be um, faithful to what's important to them. Mm -hmm. And so if you're obsessed with something that's beautiful, man, you're, you're passionate about something God's called you to do, then you'll be faithful to that thing. Yeah, and your passion and your obsession, it's its contagious. Oh, man, it is contagious. It is contagious. When you see somebody excited about the call of God on their life, you see somebody excited about where they're going, oh, I don't know about you, but I want to be by that person. Yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. do what they're doing. I want to be a part of what they're doing. I want to be involved in it. Maybe I, I can help in an area. I'm i am excited about it because they're excited about it. And, and it, it, it's, it's easy to hook up with somebody that's excited about where they're going in God. And it's easy to hook up with somebody that um, has been doing it a long time. You know, one of our friends, I think he's like a little bit over 60. I don't I don't know how old he is in case he watches this, but good night. He's still a youth pastor. And you look and you got to make sure that's him because he looks like just one of the kids because the way he acts, the way he talks. <laughs> yeah. and, and and it's he's excited. He's got longevity in his ministry. He's excited about it. And every time I'm around him, it's like, are you sure we're not supposed to be back to be youth pastors again, you know? And yeah. I just love being around him because he's excited about it. And there's longevity in his ministry, you know? Amen. And, and because he's remained true to his purpose. Yes. yes. You know, sometimes we start off on the right course and things can happen that get you off that right mm -hmm. course. And I've learned that when you are engaged and when you are involved in the call of God upon your life, it's the safest place to be. Mm -hmm. Because you're right in the perfect will of God. And, and it doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy. The Lord never promised us that we were never going to have trials. He never promised that you weren't going to face, you know, uh, you know, tribulations. You know, he said that in this world, he said, you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. He says, but be of good courage. He said, mm -hmm. I've overcome everything. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for us to understand that if I remain true to my purpose and I keep that in front of me, then again, what I give attention to, I give power to. Mm -hmm. And and when it's in you to want to complete what God has commanded you, you know, what he has started and has commanded you to go forward mm -hmm. with, man, it's it's beautiful the amount of lives that you can change, mm -hmm. you know, when you are faithful to your purpose. Well, nobody wants to quit something. Some people do. Well, I don't. I don't either. I don't like quitting. You know, it, it just, that word just, I quit. It's just so ugly to me, you know, yeah. it, it, it's almost a cuss word, you know, <laughs> I quit, you know, now it's okay to quit. You know, I remember you pre preached something right, and it was called, I quit, you know, yeah. and it's okay to quit things that are not good for you. I quit lying, quit cheating. Yes, absolutely. Quit being lazy. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But to say I quit something that, that is good for me, something that God wants me to do. That's just not, that's just not in me. You know, um, I may fall a little bit. I may uh, uh, go slowly at times, but we don't quit. We don't quit. We just we just can't quit. Yeah, and you know, and I think what it comes down to is that this reality mm -hmm. is that we know that our service is not under men. That's it's right. under God. That's right. We understand it was God that gave us the ministry, right. not a man. That's right. But I think that when people see it as a volunteer type thing, mm -hmm. You know, then they give what they want to give. Yeah. 
And, but when you understand God is the author of what I am doing, and he will also be the finisher of it, then it just empowers you. And, and I think that when it comes to having longevity in ministry, you know, it's, it's so important that you take it upon yourself to reproduce yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, we've learned yes. that, yes. you know, we, we grew to a place where we reached the end of us. And the only way that we could fulfill the purpose and the call of God upon our lives was for us to take what was in us into mentor and disciple and place it into others. And in doing so, we've made ourselves more effective in ministry and we've helped people prepare and empower them. Amen. And give them momentum in the thing that God's called them to do. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's vital to, to have that within you because I think that when it comes to vision and purpose, some people sometimes think that they have to be a lone ranger and do things on their own uh, in order to see the vision or the purpose God has for their life to come to pass. When the fact of the matter is, is that God will put you in a church and he'll complete the vision that he's put in your heart. He'll fulfill while you're building the vision of that pastor or that minister whose church you're involved in. God will make sure that the two complement each other. And, uh, and God will use what you've, how you've sown. You'll reap those same yes, individuals yes. in your ministry as you go further. Yes, and you know, really important before we close, remain teachable. Yeah. Oh, oh remain vital. teachable. Very vital. I, I honestly feel like, like when, when we get to the place to where we've already learned everything, we already know everything, we already read that book, we already heard that person, or you know what, I heard that person last year. I, I, you know, when we get to that place to where we are no longer teachable, everything that we talked, all the messages that we, we said, we've done this today and that the last few weeks that have come out, they're, they don't mean anything because you, when you stop being teachable, you quit serving, you quit learning you quit sharing, you quit doing so much. So just remain teachable. Yeah, because, you know, when you quit, when when you come to a place where you're not teachable, uh, you come to a place where you quit growing. Yes, absolutely. Um, and there's so much about God that we don't know. And it's vital that we always have an open heart and we allow God to use anything and anybody to teach us. I mean, I, I thank God even for the people that, you know, um, that are hard to love. Mm -hmm. I thank God for the difficult people in that I encounter in my life. And some people might say, why are you thankful? It's because they teach me that I don't want to be like them. <laughs> yeah. you know I'm saying it's like you're going to learn something in all of it. Yes. And, and, and then there's people that, man, they do great. And I'm like, God, I want to be like that yes. person. Lord, I, I want to have the same heart, the same integrity. Lord, I, I want to be able to finish my course. I want years to go by. And Lord, I'm still doing what you called me to do. Yes. You know, and maybe you're watching this program today and, you know, and maybe, you know, you're right on top of your game. Keep staying strong in the thing that God's called you to do. Or maybe you're watching today and maybe you were doing good, but things happen. And, man, you haven't been doing what God has called you to do, what you know he's called you to do. And I want to encourage you, whether you where you stand with God, revisit your assignment. Mm -hmm. What is the yes, thing that you absolutely. absolutely know God told you to do? Do whatever you have to do to get that thing done. You can't bring God glory any other place like you can give him glory while you're on this earth. Once you get to heaven, you've, your, your race is done. You've finished your course and life, life here has ended and a new life begins. But while we're here, you want to live your life in a way that it's powerful and effective and you're causing jesus christ to become famous in everything that you do amen? amen we love you we thank you for being a part of 
our discussion today, and we look forward to more times with you. God bless. You know, I don't know where you are right now in the course of life. Maybe you're exactly where you need to be, and you are excited about where God is taking you. Or maybe you find yourself, after you've listened to this, this episode, you find yourself not where you need to be. You know what? Get back on track. Find a good church. Find somebody that's going to mentor you and take you where you need to be. You know, find somebody that's going to uh, be excited with you and excited to, uh, to take you somewhere where you haven't been before. It's so important to just plug yourself into a local church, and, and you'll know that, that God's with you. He's helping you. Find a good church. Find a good pastor, a good mentor. I can't say that enough. And um, I really believe that that really helped us to stay our course. We had a good pastor. We had good mentors. And you know what? We remained teachable. We allowed uh, them to teach us and to take us where we needed to go. And so please make sure you find somebody. And if you don't have a good church, you know what? West Coast Believer Center International in Visalia, California, we'd love to have you. God bless you, and we hope to see you soon. Amen. 